This episode of the Ottawa Entrepreneurs Podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing, the marketing agency that specializes in unique needs and budgets of small to medium-sized businesses. They provide turnkey marketing solutions that get results. You can find out more today at extmarketing.ca. Now here's your host, Pat Whalen. In this episode of our podcast, I speak with Aaron Hamilton. Aaron owns a company called Mogul, O-M-G-L. And basically what they do is they help small businesses with the execution of their operational plans, business development plans, et cetera. I hope you enjoy the show. Aaron, first off, uh, thanks for joining the show. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, uh, about uh, Mogul and what that is all about, please? Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Pat. Sure. Uh, well, as, as you know, as a small business owner yourself, you know, there are certain times of the year when, when work execution, whether it be on opportunities or on issues in the small business, <clears throat> sometimes can be more than what a small business owner or their team can manage alone. And so, you know, frequently I hear small business owners saying, I'm, I'm overwhelmed or, gosh, I just, I wish I had a twin right now. But, you know, as small businesses, they may not have the budget or even the work to justify bringing on a partner or a new employee to help them. And so <clears throat> oftentimes they know exactly what needs to happen, but they simply don't have that capacity to respond to RFPs, straighten out their systems, conduct that feasibility analysis, complete that project or, or build a financial model. So, you know, while, it, while it's common for small businesses nowadays to outsource legal accounting uh, bookkeeping, marketing, recruiting needs on a part-time or on-call or temporary basis. In the area of business development and operations work, there are actually very few options. And even if small businesses can find an MBA-educated temp worker, typically that person is, is looking for a full-time job and isn't available the next time that that small business needs help. So there's, there's no long-term relationship. So all of that in mind, Mogul fills that exact gap. So small businesses purchase a block of 10, 40, or 100 hours, and then those hours are worked off all at once or once in a while, whatever the small business needs, but they have a year to use those hours. Uh, so some, some small businesses count on Mogul for five hours each week, and others just need 20 hours over three days, once every uh, six months. But either way, they're accessing and they're benefiting from experienced MBA-educated business talent that's typically only available to companies with larger HR budgets. And so with, with Mogul, we work hand-in-hand hand many times with business coaches, advisors, mentors, business lawyers, accountants, everyone who plays a really important role in, uh, in helping a small business succeed. But when these experts and their hands-on execution for what their client needs is beyond their scope, they usually tell their clients to, to give mogul a call, especially with the, the business development and operations. That's great. You, you mentioned, you know, all of us wanted to create a twin. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want a twin to be the most difficult person I'd ever manage. Them <laughs> can, can you tell us? A bit? Can, so what does MOGUL stand for? M-O-G-L. What does that stand for? Well, it stands for manage, organize, grow, and lead. And really whether I'm doing the work for them or to help them manage, organize, grow, and lead, or 
I'm taking care of some behind the scenes work that enables the business owner to step up the plate and manage, organize, grow and lead themselves. It's, it's creating that access to talent that helps small businesses step into the vision that the owners have. It's a really interesting idea. I'm curious, what, like, you know, how, how did you come up with this? Was it something that you had done before in the past, working for someone else, and now you broke it on your own? Or how did this come about? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I came into Mogul by accident, but I stayed very deliberately. So I, uh, before working for Mogul, I was working almost seven years in the adventure travel industry uh, for a fantastic boutique firm out west and really expanding their portfolio from this wonderful domestic uh, roster of, of, of destinations to one that included uh, many countries throughout Latin America and Australasia. And so... And before that, I'd worked in Peru and Australia and in the States all the time, almost 15 years working with, with small businesses. I have undergraduate degree and a, a master's degree in business, and it was all focused on entrepreneurship and small businesses. So at the end of my, my seven, nearly seven years at the Adventure Travel Company, I gave them six months notice saying, you know, I was, it was time for a change, but I really, I didn't have a clear sense for what I wanted to do next. But funnily enough, within two weeks of making the decision to move on and giving notice, just people within my Ottawa network reached out to me and had heard that I was, was leaving and um, asked for help. They, they, didn't have the, the capacity or in some cases the expertise to, um, to fulfill the execution uh, of, of the work involved in starting up their small businesses themselves. And at that time, it was primarily a startups that I was working with. It's since evolved, but I was working very actively on business plans, financial modeling, helping people get financing to get their businesses up and running. And so by the time my six months uh, of notice wrapped up, I, I almost had a, a f created a full-time job for myself. And it was somewhat accidentally, but then I made the decision to move forward with Mogul from there. I, I think a lot of our listeners are going to be very envious of, you know, that, <laughs> that before you leave the full-time job, you've already got a business up and running and, and have clients. That's great. Yeah. So, so adventure traveling, can you tell us a bit about that? I, I specifically, I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out, okay, adventure traveling, was there, is there lessons within adventure, adventure traveling that uh, that can then be translated into your into the business that you do now. You know that's a that's a great question. Um, I would say that <clears throat> having worked in adventure travel, but specifically with ex with expanding the uh, this this boutique firm out west to to several different countries, I worked extensively in cross cultural situations, and for me that working with many different cultures and also having worked on site in many different countries. Um, you know, when working in another country, obviously you have the passport, you have the passport, you're in some place new. Uh, people usually sound very different. They may look different. And these are constant reminders to, to not make assumptions about another person's perspective, how they work, what they may expect, since it's so obviously they're so obviously different than ourselves. And so working cross-culturally, um, active listening, thoughtful questioning, uh, being open-minded, 
especially with communication, it was critical, but it came easily because I knew that I was in a, in a unique situation and dealing with people very different from myself. But then transitioning back to a local environment, it was interesting because I think it's, it's uh, maybe a little bit harder to keep those elements in mind. It's, it's very natural to make assumptions about the actions or the decisions of the methods of the people we do business with because they, we share a neighborhood. We, we live in the same area. We share the same daily experiences. We, for the most part, sound the same. And so coming back to Canada, it was, it was a really helpful reminder that just because we may look the same and li live in the same country, uh, we shouldn't take these, these skills that I learned from working internationally any less seriously. So the listening and the questioning and, and not making assumptions about what we see as being the absolute truth. There, there may be many different truths behind one action that we see someone else doing. So, you know, you, you, you work in this, this particular industry for seven years and then, you know, you decide to, to go into business for yourself. Was there, was there something that triggered that, that decision as opposed to working for someone else, perhaps just in a different industry, Erin? Well, I love, love working in, in, in the business of a business. Um, it's, it's what I do, even what I did even before I started Mogul. Um, when I would go get a haircut or go eat at a restaurant, it's analyzing what are, the, what are their workflows? What are their processes? How are they getting or maintaining customers? It's, it's what I do instinctively. So Mogul is a really exciting outlet for me to pursue this, this way of thinking in a way that actually benefits people. And, and, and their, their businesses and helps them grow. And, and I, I, of course, I, I love the flexibility of, of working for myself. Um, but I, I just I really enjoy having an outlet that creates so much benefit to other people and it's, it's so valued and can create such a helpful change in small businesses because we make such a, up such a huge portion of the Canadian economy and to think that the kinds of resources that they need in business development operations are not typically available. See, the, the impact is pretty huge. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, you and I go after, you know, we, we have the same sort of clientele. And mm -hmm. one of the things I've, that, you know, I'm trying to put my, you know, uh, trying to think, look at this through your lens right now. And a lot of small business owners are so passionate about their business. Um, and a lot of times they're just lacking those, those systems or that, or that structure. And that's where you would come in. And so I could see how, you know, you coming in, I don't want to say a few simple changes, but I'll say it anyway. You know, I, I can imagine even just a few simple changes can make such a dramatic impact oh, uh, yeah. on a business. Is that, is that a fair comment to make? Absolutely. I mean, for as many clients as I, I work with over the long term, I, I've had just as many one-off projects, 20 hours coming in. Somebody had a very clear objective in mind and 20 to 25 hours um, can make all the difference in the world if they have a very specific um, need in mind and it, it becomes that, that fulcrum or that lever to helping them get to the next level. 
Can you can you share with our listeners your your tagline? You know I love it. So, <laughs> and, and, I'd like, and I'd like to know also uh, how you came up with it. But I'll let you deliver the tagline and then the explanation behind it. So I am the friendliest executioner in Ottawa. <laughs> love it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I one of the challenges I've had with Mogul is has really been education, uh, telling people that mogul exists because the, men the mentality of, of outsourcing work, it's there. We do it with lawyers and accountants all the time on an on-call, as-needed basis. It's there, but within business development and operations, not so much. Well, and with you too, with, with extension, that's your entire business model. And, and people have become familiar with doing that, but again, not with with um, business development and operations. And so I would find myself saying, well, I help execute, help execute. Mm. And it just, <laughs> the more times I said execute, I would get some funny looks, people saying, well, do you help fire? Uh, <laughs> right. businesses fire people? And I thought, gosh, no, that's the, um, that's the last message that I want to convey. But if I put the friendliest in front of it and then put a big smiling photo beside it, uh, I thought that they would at least catch that it was a little tongue-in-cheek and be interested in pursuing it further. Uh, like I said, as you know, I, I love the slogan. So <laughs> what sort of changes do you know, the small business landscape, you've been at this for, uh, for a relatively short time, but you, I, I, have you seen some changes in terms of the challenges that the small business owner is facing that maybe, you know, didn't exist or wasn't as, uh, wasn't as obvious, you know, a year, a couple of years ago? Well, I can say as, as a business owner myself, Maybe the, the challenges haven't changed, but I feel like every year there are even greater expectations of what a small business must do to, to stay afloat. And perhaps not just the, the number of tasks, but the nature of the tasks, especially with technology. And I'm no technology expert, and I certainly would never claim to, to be very helpful in, in that area, but it's so time consuming to understand even what tool to implement in the business or how to keep abreast with how Google is changing um, <clears throat> to, for search engine optimization. There's so many things to keep in mind that the need for outsourcing services on an as-needed basis has really increased simply because of what is fate on uh, business owners' plates is also increasing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I, I know from a marketing perspective, um, you know, just when a client or even agencies get a handle on one, one you know, tool or, 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 or one piece of technology, uh, it changes. And mm -hmm. there's another one, not, not a new version of the, mm. of, the, of the old one, a completely right. different one, right? Right. So it's so, you know, and, and, you know, that's my job is to stay on top of these things. It must be so difficult for the small business owner that's trying to do so many other things, mm -hmm. trying to stay on top, whether it's on the marketing side, the accounting side, the operations side, um, and everything is hailed as, as the next great thing or the latest and greatest. So it's, mm -hmm. it's hard, you know, you can't ignore what's coming. But I also think at some point as a small business owner, you, you, you kind of have to, you have to 
pick a direction or pick, you know, pick tools and, and stay with them for a while because you can get so distracted moving from tool to tool. Um, you know, look at CRM tools, for example, Aaron, uh-huh. some of them can be so complicated. that uh-huh. It's overwhelming for, for even a CRM uh, consultant, let alone, uh-huh. you know, let alone a, a, a business owner that's trying to do other things. So I think we're going to see a shift to, to a, a lot of this technology being, being simplified. Do, do you uh-huh. agree with that? I can say that I would hope so okay. uh, <laughs> because th- just just thinking about the, the level of complexity and the amount of input required just to implement a, an, an off-the-shelf tool these days, it's still, it feels like well, even after the purchase, a consultant is still needed to help with the onboarding process and even after the onboarding uh, follow-up throughout the year and to make sure that uh, the technology, uh, consultants from the um, the software companies, say, is uh, are checking in to make sure that the technology is being used properly. And I, either they are going to continue on the trajectory of um, much greater long-term relationships with, say, software tools and that being the business model and being having more of a long-term relationship following the sale or go the other direction, as you say, and hopefully, I would hope, simplifying the process. And uh, yeah, and it's funny, I was at a meeting the other day and we we're talking about CRM tools and, and, you know, two of the people in the meeting, these are two different companies, we're talking about how frustrating they found I won't name the tool, the CRM tool, but it's, you know, it's one of the, one of the uh, high-end ones. They mm-hmm. said it's just so complicated that the salespeople, they feel, are spending more time, um, you know, inputting data than they are doing their, doing their, their job. And, uh, and, and I'm not saying I, I agree with that, but uh, you know, if you look at the success of, of software, uh, uh, software as a service, like, like a base camp as an example, uh-huh. uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a... a project management, CRM wrapped into one tool that's, that's relatively simple and straightforward. And uh, there's a great book that the company behind is called 37 Signals. And uh, mm. they've written a number of books. And in one of the books, the owner says, you know, we often get requests to, can you add this? Can you add that? Can you? And they say, no, we don't know. If you want those additions, go to our competitors. We're trying to keep this simple and basic, but more importantly, something that people will actually use day to day. Um, so I, you know, hopefully that, that change is coming because it's, it's, uh-huh. it's really hard to stay on top of it all for sure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope so too. And it's, it's beautiful to hear that, that they have that philosophy. I, I don't see that as being the, the common mentality, but I really appreciate that it's just to make it easy to wrap your head around from the moment you click go. So I just want to, I want to switch gears a bit here and, and get into kind of the entrepreneur side of things and, and, and how you handle that day to day. So mm-hmm. you're an interesting, you're an interesting person to speak mm-hmm. to about this because in theory, <laughs> you, <laughs> you should have your own systems, I would assume, right? <laughs> <I> <laughs> that, do. That, that keep you on track. And, and uh, so ha- have you found that, you know, kind of take us through that, how you manage your own time and, and prioritize your own day? Well, I'm a morning person. Are, are you a morning person, Pat? Uh, no, it's more uh, an all hours. <laughs> all, all hours. Okay. Yeah, depending <laughs> when the mood strikes. <laughs> well, I, I'm a morning person. So I would say my magic hours are between 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. And I just 
but it's never easy to wake up at 5 a.m. But or I'm 4:50. But once I'm up and have coffee in my hand, I'm always happy that I am awake. And so, starting at five, I'm I'm at my desk and I do a a quick review of what I need to accomplish that month, that week, and in this day, and just scratch anything off that's been been done re-rank everything according to client needs and what mogul needs and then I dive in but within that 5 a.m to 10 a.m block I always make sure that mogul gets at least half of that time I don't know if mogul will get any (laughs) any more of my time throughout the rest of the day depending on what client needs but I need to make sure that it's mogul is fed uh sometime within those hours and it gets a a good few hours and then from there You know, there, there's, there is only so much planning that I can do offering a service that allows on-call <laughs> right. uh, services. And so it really depends on the day. <clears throat> but one thing that I do do is I make sure that I've never booked more than 30 hours a week with a cl- uh, with, 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 between all of clients. Just because if, if I were to, to book up to 40 hours a week, it would really eliminate any flexibility that I could offer clients. And for the, you know, the, the occasional phone call or, hey, can you please review this before we send it out? We need an extra pair of eyes. You know, I focus on these larger projects, but with these long-term relationships I develop, I end up knowing the company and the employees as well as, as anyone does. So uh, there, it ends up being, you know, wearing many many hats as we all do within a small business to help out. And I really like being able to offer that. And even more importantly, it's, it's valuable to my clients. So I make sure that I get that chunk of time done in the morning. I review my priorities, make sure mogul is fed. And then the rest of the day, <clears throat> it just depends on what clients need. And, and, you know, it's funny, the other day, I, I was in, in a conversation with two other entrepreneurs, and, and one of them asked me, they said, you know, Pat, are you able to turn it off? And, uh, mm. you know, to turn off my, my <laughs> thinking about extension. And I said, you know what, it's, I don't know if I ever turn it off, maybe I lower the volume. On it, but, <laughs> but I don't know if it ever actually gets turned off. Maybe when I'm sleeping, hopefully when I'm sleeping. Um, are, are, are you pretty good at being able to, to flick that switch and, and turn it off? Probably for the tactics of or, or the, the daily to-do list. Uh, when I switch off my computer, uh, I am able to switch it off. But for the bigger picture mogul, I'm just so excited about it. I don't, I don't want to turn it off. We, we just returned from a, uh, some time in El Salvador and uh, walking along the beach and having a, a think about big picture mogul was wonderful and it was very freeing to have that time to to not be distracted by the the daily tasks and and demands so i choose to turn off at night but um i I like to keep the, the 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 fire burning you know consistently just because i enjoy it so much is there uh, is there any advice you'd give our, our listeners out there that are thinking of starting a business but haven't quite made the jump yet? Hmm. Well, it's interesting that you ask because, you know, having been in business for three years now and having evolved or, or changed and migrated from working with startups to more established small business owners, <clears throat> 
I've I've seen a lot of businesses and I've worked with a lot of small businesses and I've seen unfortunately several business owners who have for a, a, a number of reasons decided to close doors. And so from that perspective and in hearing their post-closing reflection and then having also spoken with many business owners who are who are happily in business for many years. One of the big takeaways is why are you going into business? I, I would want to ask a new business owner or somebody thinking about it, why are you going into business? And, and what is it about the idea of doing what you love or what you're interested in as a business as compared to working as in that role, but as an employee, because in that transition, and Pat, I'm sure you know this so well, is that the the business, call it being um, an amazing chiropractor, is very different than being in the business of being a chiropractor. And the amount of time that we that we get to do the thing that we love, at least in the, the first few years, is is really reduced and. <clears throat> So my advice would be to really look at what, why, why you're doing this and speak with somebody about ensuring you have some pretty fair expectations for those first few years because that's really going to what, keep, what will help keep you going through those times when you're not, maybe you won't have as much time to be doing the product or service, but the business of that product or service instead. No. Yeah, I, I do know, and, and and I think to a large degree, you know, thanks to programs like Shark Tank and Dragons Den, this kind of entrepreneurial image is. Uh, I, I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't want to say blown out of port out of proportion, but it's. I, I don't know if people realize what's involved. Uh, I think sometimes mm. they only see the glamour part of it or the glory part of it. You know, X person starts a high tech company in San Francisco and they go public, and you know. The, mm-hmm. Those stories are, you know, <laughs> very, oh very, very, very rare. So, uh, yes. interesting. I, I, you know, it, you made a lot of good comments there, and I just, uh, I, and I think that you know, at times, some people go into business, and, and shortly thereafter, they think, "Oh my gosh, what have I done here?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, and I certainly I say these things not to scare anybody off because the fact that someone is interested in doing that that's awesome. I am so excited. And whenever I hear of somebody thinking about going to business for themselves, that is fantastic. I couldn't be more excited. That said, I, I like how you were describing, I wouldn't ever want to paint a rosy picture. And it's important to keep that iceberg effect in mind. You know, what we see in the newspaper or online about this amazing success story is just the crown of the iceberg and we don't see the 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 99% mass that exists underwater which is the work and the, the slog and making a lot of phone calls to people that you that you don't know and, and putting yourself out there in potentially uncomfortable ways or things that you're not used to doing that led to that crowning achievement so it's it's important to have a talk with somebody who's been been through it and um, who can help you realize or help set those expectations. Because I think once we, we know what to expect, we can we can deal with almost anything. But if it, the, things come as a huge surprise, I would never want someone to make a huge investment of time or money and then to realize, oh, gosh, 
this is what it is. Right. <laughs> I think that's a great way for us to close out, Aaron. Um, but before I let you go, can you tell our listeners uh, where they can find out more about Mogul? Sure. Well, I'm at Mogul Services everywhere uh, on Facebook, um, my website, mogulservices.com, on Twitter. Um, and it's Aaron at mogulservices.com if you'd like to reach out for me. And as, just as, a, as an aside, Mogul again is M for Mary O G L. No U in there. That's great. Thanks very much for joining our show, Aaron. Thank All right. You. Thanks a lot for having me, Pat. Take care. You too. Bye bye. If your company or organization is looking to improve your marketing, go to the Extension Marketing website at extmarketing.ca and download the free ebook, Seven Steps to Marketing Success. Mm-hmm.